Let's begin here. We started it a little bit yesterday, but I'm going to go over it, say some new yesidas on it. So this is really the where the Sipur Yitzias Mitzrayim begins, you know. Starting from here, telling us about Maschal Begnus and Masayim Meshavach, and then we have to go into the parish of Arami Oved Avi. That's the, that's the main Sipur Yitzias Mitzrayim. Unfortunately, most people by here already tired and they're they're running ahead. But this is really where it begins, okay? So So we start off with the fact that the Jewish people were our beginnings, our forefathers are from Avinu. And it goes through the whole history over here and it ends off the paragraph by saying the Yaakov Obonov Yordu Mitzrayma. And Yaakov Obonov means Esav took her sayer. And Yaakov Obonov took, uh, went to Mitzrayim. So the question that everybody talks about is why is it necessary to talk about Avram Avinu's Tchila Oivde Avayda Zorah Hoyev Avsenu? Avram Avinu was Lech Lechom Avram Avinu was a new beginning, cut off from his father's house. Avram Avinu had no shaykhs to that. We know the halach in Oinoas Devorim is that if a person is, uh, was a ger or something, you're not allowed to tell him. Remember the ways of your father. So why, why are we bringing up all this stuff? And why is this the, the so to speak, the Hagdoma to say, Yaakov So I said yesterday a Mahalach in Brooklyn. I was in Brooklyn yesterday. And I said a Mahalach based on Ramchal. To be Masbidis Indian, I'll say over a little bit now. That the point is like this. We could ask, we could propose a question. In the night of Pesach, right, it's a night of Hakarat HaTov. We said over in previous Vad, a long time back, from the Maral, that the Ikeinian of the Haggadah is to express Hakarat HaTov. We said over from Biruchum, that the Ikeinian of Sipri Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim is not just Emunah, but it's Avoidah, and Avoidah and Hakarat HaTov are very connected to each other, like the Chayv Salavav says, that the according to the level of Akar Satoiv, that's the level that you feel Meshubid and subservient to Hashem. So it's a big night from Akar Satoiv, right? But the question is a very basic question. Imagine somebody takes you, he throws you into jail, he beats you down, he makes you suffer for years on the end, and then he lets you go free. You say Akar Satoiv. Michael Teufus, you know, don't put me into the jail in the first place, that I should have a karsatay for you after the fact, right? So uh, we're thanking Hashem, taking us out of Egypt, but Hashem put us in Egypt in the first place. He put us in the Shibut in the first place. So what's the karsatay? What's the amkis in the karsatay? Okay? So I'll put Ramchal, and then we'll put it into here. Basically, the idea is like this. Uh, Mitzrayim was a kur habarzel. It was a refinery. What is the refinery that we're talking about? So we know that Odom HaRishon made a chet. And because he made a chet, he brought a tremendous kilkul into the Odom. He brought all forces of evil into man. And forces of evil means every midah raw shayich and metzius is in a man. The selfishness, the gaiva, the taiva, all that stuff came into man. 
and into mankind and into the world. The world runs in a certain way, which is mamish oilam hasheke, oilam hadimyan. He threw us into a very dark place, which was counterproductive to the purpose of creation. The purpose of creation is supposed to be a world of kedusha. It's a world of gilik shamayim. It's a world of holiness, right? That's what the world's supposed to be. And Avram and Adam Arishan was supposed to do that. He was supposed to make that tikkun and make the world the way it was supposed to be, it was intended to be created. Adam Arishan was chayte, he destroyed humanity. So now humanity needs to fix the kilkul from the chet of Adam Arishan in order to have a nation that is pure from the ra, to take the ra out of the human. And that nation will be able to connect to Hashem. That's the idea. And that's why we know that on Maimed Har Sinai we say, That all the filth and all the tumma and all the ra from Adam Arishan's chet went out from them. Okay? So not from the world, but from them. And then the Klaiso at its perfect state connected to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, could take the Torah Mitzvahs and elevate the world. And do the avoid of Tikkun Abriya. Okay, that's the idea. But, Lamaisa, after Adam Arisha was chayte, mankind was destroyed. So what was the avoid of the Ovis? The avoid of the Ovis is they were being oisik in the Tikkun Ha'odam, removing the Zohama, so to speak, from the Chet of Adam Arisha. That was the Birur. We call Birur Toivera. Because after the head of Adam Arishan, Toivira Mishnamshim Beirvuvia. It's all mixed up together. So they had to separate, right? So when Avram Avinu, for example, has Yitzchok and Yishmoel, he separated a certain tumor away from Yitzchok, which came out in Yishmoel. I'm not going to go into a whole sugi exactly. Avram was Mesak and Taiva. Chesed is a tikkun from Taiva. And he was able to remove the Rasha B'tayva went into Yishmol, who's compared to a Hamor, to a donkey, which is Choymer. Each one of these things are big shmuzah by itself. Yitzchok was Mesakin and by and splitting Yaakov and Esav. Esav is a Shor, Kas, Gaiva, Ochar right? So what they were doing was, they were really being Mavarer, the toy, separating the toy from the Ra, and creating a, a nation of people that have a certain purity to them. Yaakov is mitosay shlema. All his kids have reached perfection, right? But 12 people are not a, a nation. So they had to develop a nation, and the nation has to be developed in the most refined way possible. And HaKadosh Baruch Hu understood that the process of refinement, which in itself is a shmuz, but let's just take the mathematics of it, the process of refinement has to go through the Kor barzel of Mitzrayim. And going through the Kor barzel of Mitzrayim is going to refine the Jewish people to the point to make them re'uyim, to be able to go to Baimel Sinai and to fulfill the purpose of creation. They were the chosen people to serve the purpose of creation and to build this nation. That's why they went there. That's why they went there. You got it? So now let's understand the Amkis. So it comes out according to what we're saying here is that the Shibud Mitzrayim is really a chalik of the Geula. 
So if Golos Mitzrayim is, is only a physical bondage, X amount of people suffered, and then you took them out of their suffering, shkayach, so you, you put them in suffering, you took them out of your suffering, right? But if it's a, a, a deeper thing, it's a spiritual Golos, which is a process of building them, so then the Golos and the Gula are connected to each other. You understand? It's the process of Gula. Gula means the thing that's coming out at the end begins in the Shibud. That's why, just an interesting uh, daher that I have, is that when we say, Rabbi Gamliel says, What do you say? Pesach, Matzah, Umarol. Right? So Pesach and Matzah represent Cheirus. Moror represents the Shibud. So isn't it out of order? The, the chronological order is Moror first, then Pesach or Matzah. Right? So why do we mention Moror last? It should be first. So Lefi, what we're saying here is very understandable because Beshaz Maisa is very bitter. But once you get redeemed in hindsight, you look back and you see how the Vayimaru Chayehem was the process that was part of the Geula. So now you can say Mara after Pesach Matzah, because now you understand how Mara is also Geula. You follow? That's the idea. The idea is that it was a Kura Basel. So that's why we can be thankful to Hashem for choosing us for this great mission of being the purpose of creation, which is a lot of sacrifice and Yesurim that go into being uh, fulfilling that. That's what we're going to see that Esav, Chazal tells us, Rashi tells us, that Esav did not want Eretz Yisrael. Because Esav understood the price that it takes to be that chosen nation, to go into Israel and to serve Hashem in Eretz Yisrael. That's the main place where the Ashur Sashrin is. He didn't want to pay the price for that. He didn't want the Golas. It's a price. It's a sacrifice to that mission. He didn't respect the mission enough that he wanted to go through that process, which is very interesting. Agav. We never find that the Zara Shal Esav ever claimed ownership of Eretz Yisrael, ever, in the history of the world, because they gave it up. They, they went away. They, they went to Har Seir. They never actually, uh, they, they, they forfeited rights. So in their inner nature, from their Shorish, from their office, they don't have rights to Eretz Yisrael. They never claimed rights to Eretz Yisrael. Even the Crusaders didn't want Eretz Yisrael. They just wanted to kill the Muslims. But they didn't Be'etzim want Eretz Yisrael. It's the Bnei Shmuel that want Eretz Yisrael, not the Bnei Esav. So Esav didn't want that, right? So this tremendous refinement, this is all part of the Akar Satayf Hashem, that he chose us and he picked us and he refined us. That's the main idea, right? So we wanted to say yesterday that that's what the Balagod is teaching us. Because why are we sitting here tonight uh, thanking Hashem for taking us out of uh, the Golas? So he shows us. The world was corrupt, complete corruption that came from the Chet of Odmarishim. And the beer and the, clear, the cleaning up of that problem has begun from Avram Avinu, through Yitzchak, through Yankiv, and the Hemshech of that is Vyakov, Obonov, Yordum, Mitzrayim, is a Hemshech, is a continuation from that original process of fixing the person and building the person. You understand the Ma'alach? That's what we wanted to say yesterday. It's a big, very important thing. And Be'emes, maybe in the next piece you also see that, because the next piece of our God is 
Baruch Shem after Chosoyli Yisrael Baruch Hu. Right? Hashem promised the Jewish people, and He kept His promise and bless Him. Right? Because why? In the Bris Ben Abesorim, He told Avraham, Yadoya Teida Ki Geri Yezaracha Be'eretz Lo Lahem Va'avadu Ve'ini Mutabar Ba'Motchana. Gamas Agoy Hashem Avoidu Dan Anoi Chivachal Ken Yatsu Kushgadu. But in the Haftacha, He also spoke about the Golas itself. Means the Golas is Nichlal in the whole Haftacha of the Gula. We have to talk about the Golas too. It's all part of the process. It's all one process. Okay, that was what we said yesterday. Today we'll say a little another Kneitch here. A Kneitch that's a very important Chizik Kneitch from Rebellion Desla. Mechtem he says, Daher. He says that. The Trilos of the Avodah is actually what contributed to Avram Avinu being the great person that he was. It's a very deep concept. Where sometimes we feel that our bad meters and our uh, you know bad upbringing, maybe or things we did as, as as children or whatever it is, you know, that's like you want to lock that somewhere in a closet and hide that away. But we're learning from here a deep, deep, deep thing. That it's sometimes the biggest Yerida is the thing that develops the greatest person afterwards. Because when you know what the garbage is, and you've been in the garbage, and you experience the garbage, and you realize the emptiness, then you could fight it to the highest level. With Avram Avinu only became the Rosh Amaminim, and he only became the greatest person possible because he was exposed to Avodah so he understood what Avodah is. And he understood the lowness of it. So Betchila of the Avodah was actually contributed, was part of Hashem's plan that contributed to make the greatest person possible. And he says, Chiddush, that the reason why Hashem made that Parosha take Moshe and raise him in his palace, what's the purpose of that? So the Ebenezer says the purpose of that was because since Moshe Rabbeinu eventually has to lead Klal Yisrael, so someone has to train him how to be a leader. Who's going to teach him how to be a melech? Who's going to teach him malchus and, and how to run a government? Who's going to teach him? Who's going to train him? So Parah took him and trained him. He trained his enemy, you know? That's Ebenezer. But uh, the rebellion Desla is saying that the point is that in order to come to the epitome of Kedusha, which Moshe Rabbeinu was, he first had to experience the epitome of Tumah and understand it, and understand how to fight it, and come to hate it, and see its ugliness, and its badness. That's what made him. Going into Paro's house is actually what made him. And he says, the same thing applies to Jewish people going into the Memtesh Tumah. This is the way he types, very deep touch. It's, it's a novel approach. So he says that they went into the, the, to the Memtesh Tumah till they came to the level of Nitzak El Hashem. Nitzak El Hashem. So simply you learn that means that they were suffering so badly that finally they couldn't handle it anymore. They started to scream. The way he's learning is, Vanizak al-Hashem means they, they saw everything that's possible to see in the, in the world, the treif world, and they came to the recognition that it's all garbage. It's all memtesh aritumba. It's all yebishta. Vanizak al-Hashem. Now they had such clarity that there's only the yebishta. So that was the Aliyah for them. It seemed to be a Yerida, but from the Yerida comes the Aliyah. It's a very deep point 
that the Mechdemel Yo is tiny over here. That's what he's explaining, why it's important and necessary for us to know this. And that's the way we are. We grow up younger, and the, the, the more goof part of us is more dominant. And that's the process of growth. The process of growth is that you've been there, done that, experienced it, see what's wrong with it, and why you want to go away from it. And why you want to steig out of it. And that clarity of why you want to steig out of it, that pushes you and, 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 and gets you to the higher level. That's the idea. So that's what he's trying to explain over here. That the reason why Avram Avinu and all these, the reason why they steigt, so Esav made Yaakov steig, and Nimrod made Avram steig, and Yishmol made Yitzchak steig. Because when you had the, the hepech, when you're living with the hepech, you don't want to be like that. So that, it forces you to, to develop a mahalach and an oifin, how to grow away from that thing. You understand? That's a very interesting thing. And then he throws in over there, and one of the, there's a few pieces from Echdel Leo. But he throws in over there, I have a Haggad, once uh, a uh, Talmud of mine, years back. Tavshin Ayin Beis, I think it was. He gave me this Haggadah as a gift. It's a liquid from all the Mecht of Melios. So some of them are, you know, good sushtels, and some of them are nice tickle tires, you know. <laughs> you have to put out a Haggadah. But you find some gems over there, you know. Again, this is my Havana, how I'm putting it in to the Metchila, how I understand what he's saying. He's saying a very deep thing. And he says, the Ikvas of the Meshicha, the reason why we have to go through the process of Ikvus of the Mashiach, the, we, we're going through a, a, a world today. There's Arayas, there's Tumor, there's, oh, forget about it. The world is so messed up. It's not Shaykh and Metzias. You understand? And then they start to show you their true colors a little bit, you know? When there's something as edel and as nice as Disney, you know, Disney's for the kids, you know? And then Disney goes corruption of the highest level. Then you start to see where the corruption in the brains of the the atheist world, the godless world, where the corruption of human being goes. Then you want to have a god. When you see the corruption and the lowness of people that don't live according to Torah, then you want Torah. You understand? So. Well, as we see the, we experience the corruption. We live in that world. But as we see the corruption, it kind of drives us to want the other way. Ah, it's hard. You got to fight. You have to fight uh, everything that's going on in the veld. But it gives us the, the, the drive and the energy and the know-how. We, have to, we understand the rod, so we want to knock it out. We know how to deal with that. You understand? That's the idea that the Mechdem over here is, is, is saying, which is kind of like another shtickle that in the next piece, when it says, HaKadosh Baruch Chishev Es HaKetz, Hashem calculated the end. Chishev Es HaKetz. So in a different shtickle from Mechdem he brings a Zoyar over there. Uh, you know, we'll just dummy it down because it's Zoyar, but the idea that he's uh, producing over there is, that kate is usually a, a lotion that's used, like you, you woke up, like you just suddenly wake up. Right? That's a lotion of kate. And the Chazal say that when Mashiach comes, 
it's going to be pitom yavo. He's going to come suddenly. The Gemara Sanhedrin says, Behesach Adas. All of a sudden he's going to be there. That's like a ketz. Wake up. Now what happens in that wake up? So the, the Zoya says what happens in that wake up is that some people will wake up and they'll see, wow, the Gilu Yikfoy Shemayim. They'll see all the Hester upon him go away. They'll see everything move away. The clarity will be there. It's like a gr- waking up and wow, it's a new world. It's such a clear, unbelievable world. But that was only people that were looking for the truth all along. So you were looking for the truth all along. So then all of a sudden, when all the camouflage, then you'll see clarity. But the other people will actually be destroyed with the Gilu Yikvay Tshavai. When the MS is Nizgale, they'll become bottle. So let me try to explain that a little bit. You see, a very deep point here. It's a very, very deep, deep, deep point. There's in the world, there's Tov and there's Ra. There's good and there's evil. Now evil is not a real Metzias. Evil is just looks good, but it's bad. It's not a real Metzias, right? So what happens is, in the case, when the truth becomes open, then all of a sudden the evil is exposed and we see the emptiness in it. And Mamela becomes bottle. But good and bad has to be lived in human beings. How else does it manifest itself in this world? So people that have goodness in them, they're toiv. The people that have in them, their evil will be exposed, but then nobody will be interested in them. You have a guy, you know, he's an actor or something like this. Everybody's into him. They're looking at the guy like he's mamish, who knows what, right? When the evilness and the lowness of that human being Sometimes that happens in the news or whatever it is. And all of a sudden they expose this guy that everybody thought was such a, an idol. People worship him. And he knows how to carry himself in such a classy way. But then let's say the news comes out and they find out all the real truth of the dirt that goes on over there. Then he is exposed. Then his emptiness is exposed. Then he's bottled. He's not existent anymore. This whole thing fell down to the garbage. That's what they say in the Welt. No man is a hero to his valet. That means the valet is the guy that takes care of Mishamas, right? No man is a hero to his valet because he knows the truth, you know? Everybody else sees the image. He knows the MS. But by Chachme Yisrael, it's the opposite. The closer you are to the Gadol, the more you see how great he is, right? The Gadol is very Tzanua. So he hides himself. If you're far from him, you don't really see him. You see a nice old man learning Tyra. You know, what do you know? But the guy who takes care of him, in the Chadre Chadorim, he knows who he is, and then he, he can say the stories. In the Welt, it's Punk Fakert. No man is a hero to his valet. The closer you get to the guy, the more you see that he's a lowlife and an angry man and a jealous man and it's full with sin and taif and redifas COVID, Right? And when somebody says something about him, a little bit of a shtoch, he gets up and rob him and smacks the guy across the face. Right? You follow? So the gilu'ya ketz, the ketzam l'choyshech, ketzam l'choyshech means that really it's made to expire. Ketzam l'choyshech means it's made to expire. It means it's not real. 
It only looks good. It looks powerful. It looks strong, but it's not real. You follow? So that's what's really going to happen in the Saif. All that clarity comes out. That's in the Baruch Shem of the Haftachtol Israel. It's a very important site. So that's what we're learning over here. When we go into the uh, Haggadah to appreciate what happened in Egypt, we have to appreciate it because it actually affects our life till today. We have to appreciate that. That means a human being was in a very bad spiritual state. That's what human beings were. And our forefathers went through a certain cleansing process which made them roi to be able to do the tafkid of the Bria. And we continue their legacy. Like the Beis HaLevi says that the Golos Mitzrayim was only a, a step for the final redemption. It means the, the completion of the cleansing of a human being. To be able to have the ultimate connection with Hashem in the third Beis HaMikdash. And the ultimate connection with Hashem in the pure, unbelievable world of after Mashiach, that there's a Chazal that says, it's a tifazach, to think about it. The Chazal say that the Torah that we have is compared to the Torah of after Mashiach, like Hevel. You know what Hevel is? When you have a pot cooking, right? When you have a pot cooking on the stove, so like the steam comes up, it's like the tam of the thing, it's like a just uh, like the heat of it. It's only like the, the smoke that's coming out of it. You know, the, the hevel it's called. It's the hevel, but it's not the ikah. The Torah that's going to come after Mashiach is going to be so much more profound and deep that what we had before Mashiach is only going to be like the hevel of Torah. It's a chazal. So everything is preparing us for a great future which we have to appreciate that. There's a Besha uh, Chochmah somewhere that says a very deep thing. As the generations go on, so each generation had their avoider, their nisyonis, and they revealed certain greatness that came out because of their tests. And they were able to reveal certain areas of Torah that they needed to uncover in order to get through their hardships which in later generations became printed for them, right? So he says, Tachas Hashem means if you're lacking appreciation of what you got from the previous generations, what they gave you on a silver platter, what they had to work for, and they gave that to you on a silver platter, so you're able to take that and grow from there. That's the way he learns up in that passage. But the point is that we are not just like independent people not connected to any history. Klal Yisrael has a collective mission that starts from the beginning of time, from Yitzhak Mitzrayim till now, all doing the same idea, and each generation is living off the, the achievements of the generation before that helps them and gives them a guiding light to move forward. And we have that responsibility to take all that heritage and all that Torah and all that Mesirut Nefesh, and all that everybody put in to make this thing happen. And if we go to sleep, we basically took a few thousand years of Jewish people killing themselves, and we threw it all in the garbage can. Because it has to have a Hemshech. It has to go till the end. If we check out before the end, 
that all the hard work, nothing, zero. So we're carrying a big responsibility to continue that legacy and go forward with it. You understand? That's a very important thing. Let's just end with one quick thought. So we said over here in Baruch Shem after Chosel Yisrael, just a quick daher, that we're thanking Hashem for giving us a promise to take us out of Egypt. The question is, Bishlam are by human beings. They're not such reliable people. And if a guy wants to do something, he has to promise you so that he'll, he'll, he'll come through for you, right? But HaKadosh Baruch not only does he not need promises, he doesn't even have to tell you what he's going to do. What's it? Your business. Hashem can do whatever he wants. If he decides to put us in Egypt, take us out of Egypt, what's it, what's it have to do with us, you know? Why he has to reveal to us his moves. What's, what's the aside? So the aside of Baruch Hashem after Yisrael means is that when Hashem promises us something, and he tells us what's going to be, what's the avoidance, what's going to happen, it's to create by us work. If we don't know what Hashem's going to do, so then we do nothing. We just sit back and things happen. But the tachlis of this world is to work and to earn things. So the point of the avtocha is to give us a place to make avoidance. So for example, I don't know if it's a great example, but it was an example. If a father would tell his kids, listen, you know, if you behave like good kids and whatever you do what you have to do, I'm going to take you on a nice trip, you know. So if he didn't say anything and all of a sudden he just one day took them on a trip, very nice. But if he wants to create for them a derech avoidah, so he's maftiach them something so they can have what to work towards. And then he can take them on the trip that he was maftiach them. So the point that I've talked is not for Hashem. Hashem will do what he wants and if he wants to do something, he's going to do it and nothing's going to change that. The point of the Aftocha is for us. We hear that there's a Aftocha, that Hashem will give us, take us out, and give us Mashiach, and build a mini base amigdash. The Aftocha is for us. It creates by us something to yearn for, something to, to be the center point of our life, something that to create the Derech Avoidah. That's the idea. Okay, stop it for today.